Welcome to Loving Your Garden, Better Gardening Podcast, in association with Fitzgerald Lane Decorators. I'm Ron Whiting, founder of Loving Your Garden Facebook group, which has just passed the 20,000 member milestone. Fantastic. Our podcast this week is short and sweet, as it features an away day to Beaver Castle Flower and Garden Show, held just at the start of the July heatwave. It features myself and John Sterling chatting with gardening royalty. Let's start with our visit to the plant stall of Rob Hardy from Hardy's Cottage Garden Plants. Well, here we are, gents, uh, in the middle of the Beaver Castle Flower and Garden Show. Got a beautiful sight of Beaver Castle behind us. Midsummer, temperatures yeah. starting to rise, and it's just lovely, isn't it, to be out meeting people? It's fantastic, Rod, yes, and the castle is a real castle. Look at it, it's got turrets and everything, it's a lovely castle, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's the plants that matter, and uh, we've, got the, we've got the top ones here, um, and we had Ro- Rosie on um, a few weeks ago, and we've got Rob now. Yeah, Rob Hardy, Hardy the other half. Yeah, uh, I've been allowed out. Um, <laughs> sadly, Rosie's got COVID at the moment, which is why she's not here. So otherwise, she'd been here doing the talks and so on. She sends her best wishes to everybody. Uh, but yeah, now I've been sent up with here uh, with a range of our plants as well, peat-free, outdoor-grown, a good range of plants, especially that will cope with the dry conditions. I made sure that when they picked them out last week, it was for the dry conditions for the summer. Um, so we try and make sure that when we sell them to people. They know exactly what they've got to do and they've got the right conditions for that plant. As we always say, yeah. right plant, right place. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether it's John, myself or David Stevens, a garden designer, you've always got to make sure it's the right plant, right place. We are at that stage, um, well, us amateurs are at that stage when the garden starts to maybe look a little bit bare because we've not been quite as efficient as we should have been in our planning. Um, what would you both recommend? You're looking at me all gone no, out. Well, no, say, no, What's the matter with no, you, man? No, For no, God's no, sake, no. get a grip. No, I'm <laughs> no, not at all. And you know, when you go to a place like what, the, the, the plants here, the wonderful thing is, there's bee, I'm looking at the salvia now, look, there's bees on it. It's, yeah. It is absolutely fantastic. And that is what you're looking at in the garden as well. Not just the plants, but oh, there's so much. We're only into July at the, at the moment. There's so much to come, isn't there, Rob? Oh, there is. We haven't even started yet. <laughs> We've got right through to the autumn. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, when you get hot spells like this, there are one or two things you can do. Now, I'm not the expert. I'm a butcher by profession, as John knows. <laughs> I used to be a meat manager in Derby and, and things like that. I did all my training there. But... Um, Rosie does um, YouTube videos, and the last one she put up this week was all about when to cut things back in the summer that are under stress. So if you've got some herbaceous plants that look as though they're tiring a bit in the sunshine, you can trim them back, and you'll see the new growth coming from underneath. If you cut them back now, a lot of them like Achilles and things Mm. like that, you're going to get a beautiful second flowering in late August through September. So you can be prepared the plants now for a couple of months' time. You know, the season doesn't just end because we've had a heat wave. It's just stopped one or two things. You know, we've got a bit sunburned. We've got to put the old cream on and things like that. But it's just doing little bits to the garden and then it will get it ready for the autumn. So what have we got to come? You know, you what have you got on here, for instance? I mean, the dahl- dahlias are just starting now. Uh, just I starting, love, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love... Again, look, there's a bee on the dahlias. Dahlias, the bees absolutely love them. 
They really do, They're particularly the open ones, don't yeah. they? We've got lots to come yet. Uh, we're on Vronicastrums, the Salvias, they're still going well. But just trimming the centrepiece out, they've got flowers to come on every break on the way down. Yeah. So the more you deadhead them, if you're going away on holiday for two weeks, make sure you do all your deadheading before you go. Because by the time you come back, they're in full flower again. <laughs> you haven't missed anything. Whereas yeah. if you come back and then start deading, you've got another two weeks to wait. And it's all about going in your garden and observing what's going yeah. on, whether it's the insects or the flowers coming out. And as regards the autumn, we haven't started on the Japanese anemones yet, but we've got one special anemone. Yes, we know. Which, yes, which know. Rosie, I think, I don't know if you mentioned it the other week, we named it two years ago. We've got an enemy called... Is this, Fr- the, is this the Frilly, frilly Knickers? Knickers? Frilly Knickers, yeah. yeah. Uh, the yeah. famed Frilly Knickers. Frilly Knickers. <laughs> I'm selling my wife's Frilly Knickers. The drawer's not empty. <laughs> Don't worry, there's plenty more to come. Um, but it's coming through. But you've got to remember, not all anemones grow in the same condition. Even with the hardy geraniums, you've got over a 1,000 varieties of hardy geraniums available in this country. But there are different geraniums for different types of conditions. Mm, yeah. It's the same with the anemones. The anemone, this one, uh, the dreamy, um, Frilly Knickers one, comes from the Wild Swan series. And that was bred by a lady in Scotland called Liz McGregor. And we got Chelsea Plant of the Year for it. One of the parents of it is a woodland spring one. And that's why it's clump forming, shorter growing. It doesn't run all over the place, but it retains the majority of its parents from the spring so when we come to plant this one it wants part shade good humus rich soil it'll flower from the end of july through to october mm. two feet high but it's not the same as the normal enemies which would grow anywhere basically and be in your garden and 10 gardens down the road it's clump forming so always make sure you read the label and if it states it's got to go in shade and humus rich soil you put it in that don't just yeah. assume it's generic uh during and uh, <laughs> whatever it is but <laughs> It is, they aren't all the same. Each plant is individual, and it's all got their own requirements. Yeah, gentlemen, it's uh, always a pleasure, uh, John. Uh, we we, uh, we we hang on your every word for our weekly. Y- yes, uh, for I know. Our weekly but, chats. Um, it's nice to have Rob here today. It it absolutely really is. is. And the yeah. nice thing is, John was at college with my sister back at Oakland's yeah. College in. Uh, yeah, with with Titch Marsh. Yes. So we and, go yeah. back a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, and. And taught him all he knew. Yeah, Anne Leverman <laughs> was brilliant, my sister. Yeah. What a plants one. So the rich had Eton and Bulling- Bullingdon, uh, you had Oakland. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> yes. Rob Hardy. Well, next up for John and I was a chat with one of the UK's best-known and probably best-decorated garden designers, Professor David Stevens, who has more RHS gold medals than I can count. We caught up with him after he'd just finished a spot of judging. Well, gents, we're looking at the winning border uh, here that was um, planted by Michelle McDonald from Ascot. And uh, it's a classic example of how you can create a, a wonderful environment from in such a small area. And I think she's the point. Um, all of these borders are 2.4 metres square. And that's not very big. In fact, it's a lot smaller than a, than a room inside the house. Mm. Um, but what's been clever here is that 
the way the space had been organised, it's got everything in it. It's got some sculpture in it, it's got a little seating area, a little paved path from wood blocks. Um, but the planting is, is stunning and it balances. There's a beautiful magnolia which gives you the height on one side and that grades down to that, well, we all know that Annabelle hydrangea, which is that mm-hmm. stunning white in great <laughs> big blooms, uh, which is absolutely beautiful. Colour theming is lovely. You get the Achilles coming down there to the Astrantias and then linked across the garden to the other side. So the garden's got movement, it's got interest, uh, it's got all of those things, and it's set on a diagonal, which is a little design trick that we do use, and she has used brilliantly. A diagonal line is the longest dimension across a garden, and it tends to make the space feel bigger, and that's a clever thing to do. And the other thing I think that's typical of, of uh, a, a typical design trick, if you like, is that man-made feature uh, somewhere in the middle. Mm. Yes, and it's gardens are down to personality, and, and sculpture is always something. If I do a garden for a client, I will always leave the sculpture. Say, you choose that. Well, it's not my job because it's such a personal feature, and you've got to really love the thing that you put in there. Um, but it's not overcomplicated. It's a simple little shape, and it just, in a way, it's a fluid shape, and that goes with the fluidity of the planting, and it all links together in that way. I mean, just the stepping stones, well, just just over the plants, just work your way through, and it's it's charming. And little Lloyd Loom chair at the top, you can you can imagine sitting there. Um, well, John here would sit with a pint, so would I. But you might be there with a gin and tonic or a pims. It doesn't really matter. It's sitting there and enjoying the garden. It's the important thing. And look at the bees and butterflies. They're all over it. And that's so important as well. Pollinators, which yeah. will take that garden and right the way through for the winter as well. Don't cut your perennials down during the winter. It's got everything in this little garden. It really has. It has. I've, I've, been, look, I've been looking at it, David. And you, 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 you go through and there's taller plants giving the height. And then you... Go, it's wonderful little garden to look through. Look down here, we've got host, little, the little hostas. We all know the big ones, but there's some fantastic small hostas. And they really are the salvias, which are so popular nowadays, aren't they? The salvias are. But what I love about it is that every ferns, tiny little space has, has been used. There's not a, there's not a yeah, space that, in that garden that hasn't got something that, in it. This is what gardening's all about. You look and say, oh, we can put something there. I mean, I, I, I've fall short on this she also, she or my wife she often says oh can you put can we have something there oh, no 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 I don't want anything well why not there's a space I like to see a little bit of soil she doesn't like to see <laughs> the, only, the only trouble <laughs> then Rob is that after a couple of years it's full up and you've got to take flipping things out yes you know to create space for the other otherwise yes. it gets all too tucked up but that's gardening it's ever changing ever challenging I mean look we've got and the next couple of days is going to be maybe 40 degrees. That's going to be a challenge. But uh, as John says, we've had this weather before and everybody's getting so upset about it. But we've been there yeah. and plants will survive and so will we. And that's the most important. We are yeah. with our age, aren't we? Exactly. We've seen it yes. all before. <laughs> like two old soldiers on a reunion, aren't they? That's it. I told you it was short and sweet, but I didn't want you to miss out on some excellent guests. And thanks to Rob Hardy, David Stevens, and of course, our own John Sterland. Thanks also to our sponsors, Fitzgerald Lane Decorators. For a free quote and advice on any project, go to their Facebook group. And remember, Lane is spelt L-A-I-N-G. That's Fitzgerald Lane Decorators. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe and tell your gardening friends all about us. Check out our Loving Your Garden Facebook group. Be inspired by our friendly and knowledgeable members. Until next time.